You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to Help, I Suck at Dating. I think this is our second episode of the year. If I remember correctly, I'm Jared Haven, of course, joined by Dean Ungler. Dean, how the hell are you? I'm just eating my cheesy poofs over here, Jared. I'm doing good, man. Thanks for asking. We had a debate before the podcast, poofs or puffs. So let us know on Help I Suck at Dating's Instagram <laughs> whether you guys think it's poofs or puffs. We're dying to know. We're dying to know what the uh, what the suck army thinks, whether it's poofs or puffs. Dean's but, a poof guy. Uh, I'm a puff guy. I'm going to beat Jared to it. We got a very special episode for you guys today. We have the one and only Markel Martin joining us um from where is it again rialto california so uh he's gonna be co-hosting with us all day you guys know how we like to do it uh and yeah we're just gonna kind of take it step by step i guess it's a new year it's an it's a new uh year to be thankful for in the podcast world and i think this is one of the best ways to have a episode number two so you just referenced a new kids on the block song nicely done dean uh well markel first of all yeah markel markel marin is here ladies and gentlemen of course markel was on andy dorfman's season of the bachelorette and then markel you were on bachelor in paradise season one if i remember correctly so how are you i'm good i'm good fellas uh thanks for having me on man and it's, it's nice to meet you guys I remember yeah. it's nice Sick. to meet you too. I remember uh, you were like a little bit. So first of all, you were on Andy Dorfman's season of The Bachelorette, and then when you went to Paradise, I remember like the women kind of going crazy for you a little bit because obviously Claire's <laughs> The Bachelorette right now. I remember her. It was like I think Michelle Money, right? Though they were like fighting against each other for you. Yeah, yeah. M- Michelle Michelle Money came on like later, but I, I do remember if you're referencing kind of like the the beginning of of the season. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was fun, man. I felt like, you know, we were just coming into a new world of the, the bachelor franchise. Right. So, you know, uh, come to see that, you know, Claire has, is, was the bachelorette. That's awesome to see. She's amazing person. I still remember some of the stories that she used to share, but as you guys know, it's just such a fun experience to be a part of the franchise, you know? So now I'm just regular Joe. You were an OG bachelor in paradise season one. Um, but that aside, so, so you have made the news lately because you're engaged. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations on the engagement. Uh, pardon my ignorance, but so is the, is the woman that you're engaged to, uh, from bachelor or is it someone that you met out in the real world? Give us an update. No, no, just, just old school, old fashioned, just real world, you know, circumstance. Uh, That's still a thing, huh? Yeah, right. It's, <laughs> still, yeah, I, I know. I feel like I meet more people that either meet on like TV or like dating apps or something like that. And it's no better, no worse. It's just interesting to see the dynamic of, you know, where the world is today with technology. Right? But yeah, she was my neighbor. Um, I don't know how much of the story you guys want me to get into. It, but I want to hear the whole thing. I love yeah, uh, hearing. Start how to finish. We love it. All right. Uh, fair enough. So um, 
I I grew up in Rialto, California. I went to go play football at NLB in Las Vegas. Uh, so I, I lived in Vegas for, for 12 years. And uh, long story short, after, after grad school at UNLV, um, I was a personal stylist, worked at UFC, and I was uh, just staying at my apartment complex. And, you know, I met my girl, my fiance at my apartment complex. She had ran out of gas. I took her to the gas station um, and kind of the rest was history. We, we started exchange numbers. Right. And she invited me cause her, um, her brother's a, a, um, a guitarist. He used to play in, uh, the guns and roses. If you got, oh, wow. uh, yeah. yeah, holy shit. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, I thought so you were going to be like, oh, they used to play in some sort of cover band down the street. Uh, they would play at a bar on Friday and Saturdays. No, you were like, oh, yeah, they played in a band. What was that band called? Guns and Roses. Yeah, a little little known thing. <laughs> yeah, no, her, her brother is uh, DJ Ashba um, or, or whatnot. So he replaced Slash. I don't know much about rock and roll at all. but That's really cool. Concerts and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, that's how and we we didn't start dating right away at all. Like I'm super super old school uh and i'll give you a lot of side conversations as we go so if you guys get lost just uh, i'll bring it back <laughs> you know my parents um have been married since my mom was 16 and my dad was 18 and and they're still married married today thankfully and you know so i however me growing up and wanting that aspiring to have that type of relationship you know in vegas if you know, I tell everyone Vegas like ages you by 10 years because it's so many people from all over the world. It's the city of sin, as as they as some will call it. Right. And me being there in my transformative, like like mature or trying to become a mature adult stages, you know, I've you know, kind of kind of done it all, really. And I don't I'm don't say that with a sense of pride. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, I feel like those two things don't go together. It's like, you know, I really wanted to become a mature, better human being. So I moved to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, right. So uh, around, uh, I was working at UFC at the time and I got a random phone call from the bachelorette because, because of my dating history was so terrible. I, I, I sucked at dating, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was that guy in, in Vegas. I thought I was cool and, and, you know, college football player, the, the whole nine. And uh, one of my best friends, she nominated me to be on the show. And she said, hey, you need a change of pace. And maybe you can find your love here because you're certainly not finding success in, uh, in, in Vegas. And it wasn't the women's fault. It was definitely my fault, right? <laughs> so I, at that same time, that's where I met my fiance, Carrie. Um, and she knew I was... Uh, going through the process of, of, of the show and we were just friends at the time so she was like supporting me as a as a friend and she like hadn't had cable in in her apartment and bought it just to watch me on the bachelorette <laughs> i i come back right you come back and you try to get acclimated to the craziness and the social media social media definitely wasn't as big mm -hmm. as as it is now right like but um so that was happening and i think at that point in time that's where i saw a clear divide of like okay i don't even claim it that it was like you know your five minutes of fame it's like five seconds of fame at least that that i felt of like the 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 behemoth that is the bachelor franchise mm -hmm. right so you get girls coming out of the woodwork and you know i i was um you know just like coming off like okay i'm just gonna go back to my old self because the show didn't work out and she just stayed solid and steadfast throughout the whole thing and what it allowed me to have is this perspective of okay i know what like vegas markel was like and is right i went on the show and and saw kind of the romanticism of the whole thing and the idea of potentially spending the rest of your life with someone while at the same time you know it, it not working out and coming back i just wanted stability so she for, was kind of like my rock in a sense and one thing led to another and um yeah i don't want to bore you guys with no it, well let's that's... get to that one thing led to another i'm always, how did it change from being friends to going to boyfriend girlfriend was it you was it her was it mutual you guys just made out one night and was like well oh, that was really good <laughs> right, right like that was cool yeah so <laughs> we should do that more often <laughs> um so what happened was 
when I came back from the show, one of the producers of, of, of The Bachelorette was like, hey, we know you love cookies because at, while I was on the show, I would always eat cookies, right? Like the, they would make sure cookies were there because I just love them. And well, you don't uh, look I, like I, you love cookies. Good God. <laughs> I wish I could eat cookies and look like you. Damn it. I eat cookies and I am not in good shape <laughs> right now. I'm winter, Jared. It's def- I, I, I'm winter Mark Hill. I'm 20 pounds overweight, and I, it's just like the metabolism just falls off a cliff, and plus quarantine does no one any favors. No. But, um, so I was, I used, while I was on the show and we were filming, I would tell them, like, yo, one day when I retire, all I want is a gourmet cookie lounge where it's like cookies, wine, milk, uh, um, tea, whatever, but just in like a little speakeasy, but for cookies. Right. And they're like, no, you may want to like start that sooner than later. You're like, you'll, you'll be surprised. So I come back, the social media kind of blows up. People start recognizing you from the show. And a guy had hit me up and was like, Hey man, like, I, like, I love your, your thing with cookies or whatever. Like, can I, you know, can we, you know, grab lunch? So I told him about this business that I have when I retire, he's like, dude, why not just do it now? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I should just give it a shot and, and try to start my own cookie business, right? So that's what happened. I the, the chef of UFC was my chef, and then the guy who I met became my partner, and Carrie, who was my friend, believed in me and my idea and the concept and started helping out. So we went from, we did a cookie and wine tasting event at uh, at like the Venetian Hotel, and we went through five thousand cookies in in thirty minutes. Holy crap! Jeez. So, like, the most sold out like booth. I I have some, I'll post some throwback pictures so you guys can can check it out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like line was wrapped up, and so that was like proof of concept. Right? I was like, okay, and it was called a uh, social cookie. So I was like, okay, we're on to something because I wanted to pair cookies. Um, with with wine because that was my thing to get girls prior like in college <laughs> because I was broke right in college and, and you're living in a dorm or, or sharing a house with, with, with some friends or uh, when I got my first uh, apartment my, my by myself I would invite a girl over bake some cookies play some music have some wine and then there you go you know uh, <laughs> knock it out of the park that that was my thing there you go um, so anyways that concept was working. Carrie started helping me out. We ended up going from just, hey, doing private events to, okay, the next step, let's see if we can start shipping uh, cookies online. So she she has a marketing background, and she's like the hardest worker on the planet. And uh, she was helping me with that. We got a commissary kitchen um, in Vegas and started cooking out of the commissary kitchen. And just as if we were uh, getting our certifications from like Nevada and everything about like the nutritional facts to put on labeling and packaging. Mm-hmm. In that same month, I found out that I had genetic heart disease. So that mm-hmm. was, um, you know, crazy. And that threw me for a loop. And so because of that news, I we shut down the, the, the business. Um, and, you know, they said, hey, you got to get heart surgery. You know, because you can die at any minute, uh, you wow. know, working out or whatever. How old were you when you um, found this out? This was uh, 2016. So I was 28, 29. Wow. Wow. Yeah, 28, And yeah, I was, you know, in, in tip top shape, right? You know, you know um, I felt like I was, again, in my professional career working at the UFC as, as an exec there. And everything was great. And then to get that news was like heartbreaking, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm sure you guys, you guys are both, you know, great looking guys and work out. And so to to have that throughout your whole life and literally just play sports and them telling you, hey, you can't work out. Yeah. You can't, you know, do this, do that. Your life's going to change. I fell into like a little mini depression. Mm-hmm. And that, again, opened my eyes to what a, a good woman is. Right. I was at a time in my life where I was this young hotshot. And then I felt like I was at a time in my my life where I was I was at the bottom and I was and and to add on top of that, that same. No, two months later, after I found out that I needed heart surgery, I got laid off from UFC. Jeez. 
Talk yeah, about when so, it rains, it pours. Exactly. So don't tell me it was a big uh, talent agency in LA. Uh, they purchased UFC for $4 billion and they laid off a hundred people um, or more. And I was one of them, unfortunately, mm. because of, of redundancies. Uh, you know, it was, it was no one's fault. It was just, that's, that's the nature of the business. business. So I was, I was broke <laughs> um, because I was jobless. Then I was told I had to have heart surgery at, at 28 and I had to move out of my apartment because I couldn't afford it. I had to start getting a unemployment. And again, she was just remained solid. And I've been with enough women over my time. Again, not, not, not trying to you know promote that, but <laughs> I saw the clear difference. Most girls would leave. Right. I mean, most girls would just be like, oh, you know, thanks, but <laughs> I'm, I got to go back to the club or sure. I got to this and you're no longer hot because you're going to have heart surgery and that's not cool. And yeah, so that's what made me like fall more in love with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd say between the cookies business and the heart surgery, that's when we started, you know, making out and saying, hey, <laughs> doing all that cool. So stuff. you guys, you guys had to have been together for, cause if that all happened, what, 2016, 2017, you guys have been at least dated for like three plus years then. Yeah. Yeah, so we we don't even have like a date. Like you know how people like have like those dating. Yeah. we don't have that. We kind of approximate and say five yeah. or six years because that's how long we've known each other. But our relationship, you know, went from just friendship to more than friends to what are we to right the typical stuff, and then it's just like okay, no, we're solely committed to one another. There was a, there was a long gray period. It sounds like where it was like. Yeah. Well, well, we don't even identify as as a gray period. Like we know knew what we were to one another, mm-hmm. but to the outside world, it would look like a gray period. Right, right, right. Any any sense? Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, well, I d- we definitely want to hear more about this. Uh, but before we do that, we're gonna take one quick break and then just jump right back into it. Uh, so for the listeners, stay tuned, and uh, we'll be right back with Markel. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. All right, we're back. <laughs> nice segue, uh, Dean. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, thank you, thank you. I, you know, I'm, I, I know I've been doing this for years. I'm getting, I'm getting pretty good at it. So, <laughs> I like the mustache, uh, by the way, bro. That's that's strong. Very oh strong. yeah, thank you. Actually, I was gonna shave it off today, but you know, I just get so attached to it. I, I know it's hideous. Uh, what does Kaylin think of it? it? You know, she's very kind, and she says whatever makes me happy makes her happy. But I, I know deep down, it it probably bothers does her. Does it bit. like irritate her upper lip? Um. Because that yeah, looks like I mean, I, it would be, uh, you know, some serious rash redness right yeah. there on the upper lip. No. Yeah, I can only imagine. I think she likes the fact that I uh, consistently change it up. So, like, I'll go into the bathroom one day, come out, and it's completely shaven, and then I'll grow it back. And, like, you know, I, I don't really stick to one thing. But, but no, it, it's... You're it's, like an amoeba, it's, yeah. It's very... You just it's keep getting it close to, every day. It's getting close to having to be cut. Um, um, but, Markel, thank you for sharing that story with us. We appreciate it. So, you yeah. did end up having heart surgery then, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got a defibrillator uh, placed in, in in 2016. Wow, that's uh, and you were saying it was a genetic heart disease too, so it wasn't because of all the cookies you're eating. Right, no, <laughs> that sucks, man. I know, like you were saying, like you're in tip top shape, you're young, you're healthy, and then boom, just like that, it's scary, man. But I'm glad to yes. hear you're doing well. Glad to hear you're engaged. That's super exciting. Right. You just recently got engaged, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, d- December 19th. 2020 you know obviously it's a, a was a terrible monumentous year for for everyone and i just didn't want to go out on a low note so you know i, I was like you know what no matter what i'm doing this it, the circumstances of quarantine and, and social distancing weren't like the great the best but i was able to um uh hit up some contacts that i had in vegas red rock casino hooked it up really well nice um some friends some um you know, help set up the room. And then we drove out there from, from Cali. And, uh, you know, I brought my parents and I flew her parents out. So it was just a small intimate setting nice. in, in, in a suite. And, uh, yeah. And so she said, nice. yes, yeah, that was a good thing. That's the it's most good to important end it on a high note. Uh, did, right. did so when, so you went there and I'm assuming you proposed before you like, was her parents a surprise? Like you, she said yes. And then her parents popped out. No, no. Uh, her her parents were were a surprise. Like, so the way I set it up was, I said, "Hey, we're gonna have dinner um, with my parents." But before we go to dinner, my fighter, because I represent UFC fighters, I'm like, my fighter's also here, and he's staying in the suite. Let's go say hi. So as we go into the suite, I had like rose petals on the floor, and her her parents and my parents were there. And as soon as she saw them. She started like crying and she was shocked, like what's gonna happen? And she turned around and I was on one knee. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. But I, as far as, I mean, over the past couple of years, it sounds like 2020 might not have even been the worst one, but that's great that you were able to end it on a, on a high note, which is good. Yeah. And it, it's funny, you keep, uh, you keep bragging on Vegas, but I was just, uh, Jared and I have talked over the past month or so, Kaylin and I just bought a house out in Vegas. So oh, no hopefully, way. hopefully you'll give us an inside line on some of the good spots out there. Oh, congrats. Where at? What area? Uh, in Summerlin, actually, pretty close to Red Rocks Casino. Oh, Summerlin is beautiful. Awesome. I, yeah, I, I love that area. That's really Yeah. We, we know it's an older community, which I think is probably going to be good. We're, you know, we're not going to be like in the sinning since part right. of the city, but uh, but yeah, we're excited. Um, but yeah. Have you moved there yet, or is it just like an investment property? You guys are going to go live uh, uh, we're It's going to be our permanent residence. We are moving in April is when the house is finished being built. It's not finished yet, but yeah, we're going to stay in LA and also spend time out in Vegas. Uh, and who knows, maybe stop in, in Rialto on the way out. Man, for sure, man. <laughs> Let me know whatever you need. I got a lot of, lot of, lot of cool people out in Vegas, and you're, 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 you're going to love it. I'm, I'm sure you guys have been there multiple times, but yeah, I feel like when you're a resident there, you see a different side of Vegas. Vegas and you appreciate it more like as a resident you don't spend time in like the Sin City like the Strip you just right. know it's there and it's it's accessible but outside of Vegas it's like amazing like it's- what well, it, it seems perfect for me because uh there's a lot of golf courses there's great rock climbing great mountain yeah. biking great hiking like all those things that I like to do so yeah red looking forward to it like, I, I, I love I love the red rocks over there. Yeah. Jared, I think uh, we got some questions for Markel, don't we? Oh, or absolutely. some just some host general questions, right? We do have some host general questions that I want to get to. I, Markel, I did want to ask you one question, though. So when I was on Paradise, I'll, I remember I was doing an ITM, as you guys know, they're in the moments, uh, where I was doing this interview with a producer, and you go in a room and you talk. And this particular producer, I won't say his name, but you guys both know him. He's the producer you'd like sit down and like have three hour conversations with. And I remember he brought up your name 
and he was talking uh, about how I don't know how we got into this conversation, but he was singing your praises. He loves you. And he was saying how he wanted you to be The Bachelor. And mm. I remember back then there was rumors about you possibly becoming the first black bachelor in the franchise. And so now that we have Matt James, who is the first black bachelor, what are your thoughts? Uh, how close were you to becoming the bachelor? Uh, and you know, what are your thoughts about the franchise moving forward? Yeah, no, no, no. First, um, I, I love to see that the franchise made that decision. I think they made the right decision. I think Matt James is going to be, a great representative of all the bachelors in the whole franchise and stuff like that. And I'm, and me just not only as like an alum, but also just as, as a, as, as a black man, like, like I love it. Right. Like I don't, I don't subscribe to like say, Hey, I'm the, like I watch every Monday night or, or whatever like that, you know, just cause I'm, I'm just busy, but I always support the show. And, and uh, I, I checked in the, the first episode and it, it's, it's just good to see. But in terms of where I was, uh, back then, right, and and I appreciate you sharing that because I I love that dude. I don't know if he listens, but you probably talk to him more than. than oh, he me. listens. Oh yeah, uh, he tell, listens every week. <laughs> tell, tell him I said what's up, and I love. <laughs> I really, really do. Like, there's some special people, as you guys know, on that franchise that is just like irreplaceable. Um, and and yes, he he wanted me, or at least like positioned me to to potentially be the first black bachelor and at that time you know you asked how close was i uh to becoming that i have no idea honestly uh i would assume not that close um but at the same time like there are points where i i can argue hey maybe i was close because of the multiple conversations and you know the i think it was um the mental all right it's it's it, it was chris or myself um, that seemingly one one would argue like would be next. Mm -hmm. You know, um, at, I do remember a conversation with a different producer and, you know, when I was back in Vegas and I was like, oh, like, I, I don't know, you know, if, if I like, do I want to and think I could, like I'm leaning towards yes. Of course. Right. I'm just going through the through the conversation. <laughs> However, I, I remember bringing up my mom and how she would react or my family would have to deal with scrutiny. Right. So because of my work in like UFC and uh, and knowing like media and stuff like that, I felt like it would be a hard decision to make for, for me personally, mm -hmm. because I've uh, predominantly dated uh, outside of my race, right? My mm. fiance is white. And so I had that vision of, of, okay, if I am fortunate enough to be selected to be the first black bachelor, right? And we have this diverse group. And if I end up with a white woman, what does that look like? If I end up with a Latino Hispanic, what does that look like? Uh, if I end up with a black woman, what does that look like? Not just for, for myself, right? Obviously, like that's... A, what matters um, at the end of the day, but we all know in the world of just media and the franchise, that pressure and, and that judgment and, you know, that's heavy. Yeah. And I, I like to think of myself as like a mature, responsible adult, but I had to say like, honestly, I was like, honestly, I don't know if I would, you know, because I also knew, that if I met some woman on there that I, you know, could see myself being with or, but not necessarily engage, get engaged to, mm -hmm. I, they knew and I knew I, I wouldn't do it. You know, like I'm stubborn in that sense. Like I, I gotta know, like I'm a slow mover. Like I remember them pushing me on Bachelor in Paradise, like, you know, kiss someone, you know what I mean? Like people, <laughs> want to, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah. That's man, part that's, of your charm though, I imagine. I, agree. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, man. I, I like to, I like to think I'm an okay guy and, and, you know, uh, you know, some people are going to hate me. Some people are going to like be cool with me. You know, I'm just me, but yeah, when it comes to the bachelor, that was my experience. They went with Chris. I think they made the right decision. You know what I mean? Um, at the time I was younger and more emotional. Mm -hmm. I remember writing a blog as to my truth of why I thought and it wasn't a, um, 
an indictment on the franchise, but more so like, hey, at in 2014, the world was not ready for a, a black bachelor. I think, mm -hmm. you know, and that's just my own personal opinion. I could be totally wrong, but at that time, it wasn't the time. I felt like they do much better if they would have a black woman on first, hmm. right? Which they ended up doing Rachel, like yep. separately. It's not like I told them like, hey, you guys should do that. <laughs> yeah, but right. like, <laughs> like, it's like, like logically speaking in, in, in the media world, like that's a more safer <laughs> bet, I, I think. And they did right. that. And then, you know, with everything that's happened on and, and, and um, yeah, a lot of issues of 2020, some of the negative of 2020, right? And I, I know the network has already been thinking about it, right? They, it's not like it was so reactive of like, hey, you know, Black Lives Matter, let's, let's put Matt in there. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was that. They always wanted to do it. I'm a perfect example of, you know, they were thinking of that. But it just wasn't the right timing for whatever variables. You know, I think with timing, you know, everything happens for a reason. So I'm glad it ended up that way, you know, because maybe I, I probably would have been such a terrible bachelor and they're no ready. Way. <laughs> I don't think that's but the hey, case, not man. being the bachelor legend not being the bachelor legend to carry. So like you said, it all works out in the end. It's interesting right. to hear you say that too, because uh Matt I don't know if you watched the first episode of The Bachelor last week, but uh or whenever it aired, but uh, Matt had that same conversation with Chris Harrison, as far as I remember, where he was like, yeah. uh, you know, there's expectations of me. I don't know. Like, I don't want people to criticize me one way or the other. But like, it's there. You are opening yourself up for a lot of criticism. Uh, and especially as a black man, you're opening yourself up for a lot more criticism, yeah. uh, which which it's got to be. A, it's a, probably a scary thing to confront for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. And and like my hat, my hat goes off to him because, yeah, when he had that conversation with Chris before everything kind of started. I was like, I really respect them for having that conversation on Matt's side. And airing it, yeah. And airing it because yeah. it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's real, you know, sorry if I, sorry. If That's, I, I, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, it's real life, life that, you know, black men go through and have to think about, you know what I mean? I remember when I first started like, you know, being public with Carrie and going out to certain like white areas or going back to, you know, middle of nowhere, Illinois, where she's from, like feeling those eyes on. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? So I know like he's going to go through a lot of different emotions, you know, this season or already has right. It's already been shot. But and I don't know who he ends up with. But um, yeah, I, I, I hope he's he's handling it well, you know, and I'm in full support of them, and I know the, the franchise is in full support of them, but I'll be interested to see kind of what the, the – Well, he's he's got it uh, – he's got it got a double time because he is – you know, he is the first black bachelor, of yep. course, but he's also the first ever bachelor to never have been a contestant on The Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. Minus, I, I guess, the first bachelor ever, but, like, you know, like that's that in and of itself is crazy. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, or whatever, but, like, you know, because you kind of – like for instance, Markel, you were on Bachelorette, and then you went on Bachelor in Paradise. When you went on Bachelor in Paradise, you're like kind of knowing what you can expect because you had been through that whole process. This guy has never been on reality TV before, you know. So that's that's crazy enough as it is. That that's true, and that and that was something I learned. I thought he was on like the previous season or whatever, but when he was like, yeah, they just brought him off, you know, for, for, from the street or whatever. Like, like, man, more more power to him, you know. That's what makes me. I, I love Matt. As the bachelor, I, you know, he's obviously, he looks the part, he fits the part. He's tall. He's good looking. He's charismatic. Right. But one of the things that I love watching the first episode was the fact that he has this, uh, wide eyed look about him because this is the first time he's going through the process as well, where previous bachelors who are fantastic. And obviously I'm friends with Ben and Nick, they, they have this certain comfort level about them because they have been through it before, right? So they kind of help the women along and, and this is how it's kind of done and they have a certain confidence about them where Matt was kind of lost along with the women. And, and for me, watching that, like Matt go through this process for the first time along with the women that he was talking about was so endearing. It just yeah. like made me love matt as the bachelor even more and i think it's something that maybe the show should consider moving forward because i didn't realize how much i'd really really like uh, a bachelor just doing this for the first time and trying to figure it out along with the women because it's such a bonding experience 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's such a good point. Um, and it makes for not only just, just great TV, but just like just such a, a humanistic like response mm-hmm. because it's such fresh because he's coming in without having any, any preconceived like right like like experience he's all of us mm-hmm. on on night one when we were on the bachelorette it was like what the right. hell are we doing with our lives like what is going on right now yeah night night one man that if anything i'm i don't know if you guys are, are the same way but like that is my like example of where i tell people i'm like that night one was traumatizing <laughs> oh dude so bad <laughs> <The worst. laughs> like it's so weird for, for me walking out night one, it was like I was surrounded by a bunch of I was the youngest person on my season. So I was surrounded by a bunch of older guys who were like super successful in their careers. And I was like, I felt so out of place. I was like, I have no reason to be here. Uh, but now Matt, like he still has to have these first night jitters. But it's just so weird to think that he is the reason that all of them are there. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're there night one of The Bachelorette, you're you're just like one person of 30 to get this girl's attention. But he is his first night is he's like, the, he's the main event. Like he's the reason everyone's there. I don't know. It's gotta be, it's definitely gotta be a, uh, an interesting experience, but it's a whirlwind to say the least. Um, but Markel, we do have uh, some uh, questions for you. Now, usually we do like, listen, we're two dudes on a podcast called help. I suck at dating. So sometimes we ask ourselves some random dumb questions. Cause that's what guys do. So we figured why not jump right into that right now? Um, All right, let's do it. So Dean, wait, can we, can we pause real quick? I just had a uh, question for Jared. Did you just say whirlwind? Is that not an expression? You said whirlwind? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Everyone settle down for a second. Just everyone calm down. It's a (laughs) whirlwind. W-H-I-R. L. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so sorry. I thought you said whirlwind. I I probably did. Listen, I I grew up in the Rhode Island public school system, bro. What do you expect from me? Okay. People from Rhode Island, we grow up in Rhode Island, we we live in Rhode Island, and then we die in Rhode Island. Okay, we don't know the outside world. I'm I'm one of these people that escaped briefly. It's and a now world in a life, man. All right, all right. Anyway, you should ran with it, Jared, and said, "Yeah, wind revolves around the world as well." <laughs> Just try to explain. It. So the wind factors in. You know, the the, right. the world spins around, bro. Don't you know? Don't you know the world's flat? Um, yeah, and then the wind blows over it. Uh, all right, so Dean. Markel, and I'll answer this too. What is your most embarrassing moment in junior high or high school? Ooh, uh, most embarrassing moment in junior high or high school. Uh, I, I'll go with high school. Probably, okay. probably, and this is all pertaining to women. Yeah, right? it could like, be anything. Yeah, just whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> oh shoot! Uh, I don't know, man. Pro- probably like getting caught um by my mother um trying to have have yeah <laughs> trying to have what was that after some cookies and wine yeah. right, right, right. probably cookies and capri sun at that time yeah <laughs> but yeah I, yeah my mom walked walked in on me once once and that was well walked in uh, you alone or with somebody else no no with 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 um oh, okay. someone at the time Got it. And it was like, like we were getting in the process yeah. of having things happen. You know, it's like, what was the, what was your reaction? <laughs> I ran towards my mom for some reason. Like I ran towards her like, Whoa, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she said, I remember her saying, it's all good. I wish you just would have called me so I can drive around the block a few times. <laughs> <laughs> what a good response. Oh, so she's supportive of it, though. She's a homie about it. Well, well I'm the youngest of, of three boys. Like, I have no sisters, so she's seen it all, right? And my brothers were like, I'm the good one of, of, of my family. And, yeah, so she, she was, like, very supportive. I was super, super young. Dean, what was your most embarrassing? I was going to stall actually and ask you what yours was so I could have some more time to think. Well, honestly, I was trying to think of one, but this probably is the most embarrassing. So, Markel, you got walked in on with a girl where me in my teenage years, my younger teenage years, I got walked in on by myself. Nice. <laughs> so that oh. that was true. But it was my dad. So, like, you know, it was I was just in my room and, you know, I'm probably like 12 or 13 at this point, And like you can only imagine what 12 or 13 year old boys do in their room. So I'm, you know, discovering things. And uh, my dad just like walked in 
but it was just so traumatizing. And then he immediately was like, oh, and then closed the door. And then it was just like that moment where I'm just, you know, standing or laying there. I don't even remember because I just blurted out of my memory. And, you know, you have to like go sit down at the dinner table in like two hours. And uh, but my dad was great about it. So he like came into my room a little while afterwards. And he's like, you know, just if you, you know, you ever want to talk, just let me know. <laughs> and then he but then he was like, just, you know, in the most dad way possible. He was like, just just don't do that. I'm like, okay, Dad, yeah, I just, looking back on it now in my 32-year-old self, I'm like, what horrible advice, Dad? You told me just not to, to do not it. not do that. That's, yeah. That is amazing. That's that's what your American Pie moment. Oh, yeah, that's God. your American Pie moment. Well, that's uh, kind of where my mind goes, too, is my dad walked in on me once when I was, like, maybe 12. Yeah, probably 12 or 13, similar age to you, Jared. And uh, I thought I was, like, home from home from school sick that day. So I thought I had the house to myself. He, like, opened the door. And, uh, and I like look up and he's just standing there and he like turns around and just walks away like he like pretending like he didn't see anything. And then like the next day, my mom talked to me. She goes, hey, were you doing something naughty in the room yesterday? She and I was like, naughty? no, what are you talking about? I was just I was just sitting there. I don't know what you're talking about. So that that probably was like one of the more embarrassing moments for, for me. But I was trying to think more of like what could have happened like in school that would have been really embarrassing. And surely there were plenty of things. But um that's definitely the first one that comes to mind is whenever you get caught in the act of something like that, man, it stays in your brain. That's yeah, it. it it's a moment you'll never forget. Um, it certainly, certainly does. All right. So Markel and Dean, this one's a little bit more raunchy. What is the best time of day? Uh, you know, to be, uh, in, in, in the mood, in the moment, <laughs> what's the best Wait, time of day for sex? Oh, okay, I was about to say like for ourselves or like. Oh no, 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 no! With somebody else, we're moving on to our adult years now. All right. Um, I mean, me, I, I'm just yeah, night nighttime, like right, like I, I don't know. I'm not much of a morning person. I don't mind the morning, but I prefer night. As I get older, it's like I don't know, four, five p.m. I'm exhausted by eight. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Like you're pushing it. It's eight o'clock. No That's why you just got to be a morning person. I think morning is the best time to do it. Morning, you're morning. Yeah, guy? absolutely. You wake up. You're already. You know, you just had a couple good dreams. You're already feeling a little uh, like vigorous down there. So I ha I have to ask you guys though. This is this, this is a guy a guy question. It's just like, are you guys just getting it in? Or are you are you going to brush your teeth and wash up first, or like what like? Just raw dogging it? What What are we doing? Wow, Wow. we're bringing raw dog to the Help I Suck at Dating podcast. Uh, no, you know what it is? You found the right girl if you can kiss, or you found the right person if you can kiss them in the morning before you brush your teeth or they brush your teeth. Because if that's if that doesn't taste bad to you. Full mouth, full mouth kiss? Oh, yeah, yeah, full mouth kiss. I agree with Jared. I'm the same way. I don't need to like brush or anything in the morning. What I've noticed, actually, what's funny is Kaylin and I, Kaylin got like this California king size bed and it is massive. Like we, when we were visiting my brother in Montana, we stayed in a queen size bed and it literally, it felt like a tiny little cot. But so this California king bed that we sleep on, I like wake up in the morning and I'm like a good six feet away from her. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? So sometimes in bed. it's the craziest thing. And so sometimes, um, it's just, it's just like a weird thing because normally, you know, you wake up in a bed next to someone that you're like right there, but I have to like dig through blankets and pillows just to even see if she's still in bed without even realizing it. But no, I'm the same way as Jared. I, I think that uh, if you like get up to brush and all those things, it kind of like takes away from the experience, yeah. in my opinion. And it's like, all right, I'm ready for coffee. <laughs> yeah. Let's just do it tomorrow. Yeah, let's just uh, we'll just figure it out later. All right. Last question. A little bit more uh, uh, thought provoking. Uh, Markel and Dean, where do you guys picture your life? uh at uh in your later years like hopefully knock on wood the earth is still here and we're all still healthy and here uh where do you picture your life when you're 70 80 years old markel Ooh, yeah i you know it, it may say it may sound strange i look forward to being if i'm blessed enough to make it that far to being like an 80 year old man like i i want to be so awesome to like my grandkids and or great grandkids I, I picture myself dancing flirting uh uh w w with carrie my wife you know um just embarrassing just being super like i feel uh old people get a pass for everything oh yeah like 
no matter it's public or at the house, I'm going to do what I want, say what I want, when I want, how I want. So that, and hopefully we'll have a, a, a ton of money, a lot of real estate and yeah, no worries or cares in the world. There's a joke by a, a comedian named Tom Segura who talks about he can't wait to be at an age where he gets yelled at for trying to help out. Like he tries to take the garbage out and his daughter will be like, are you out of your mind? You're 80. You'll die. Sit down. Don't do anything. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as Markel. I'll, I'll be very uh, happy if I make it to that age. You know, grateful to be there, I suppose. I imagine if I get there, I'll probably be you know, contending to make the cut for the senior PGA. Obviously. Because uh, that's probably going to be the only thing I'm going to be doing at that age anyway. Although with the advancements of like modern medicine, we could be 90 years old and feel like we're 40. Look at you Tom know? Brady. So who, who, the, who the heck knows? Yeah, look at Tom Brady. I mean, granted, we're never, I mean, not never, but we're hard pressed to achieve his level of wealth. Um, but, you know, we got a, we got a long way to go. It's not impossible. Uh, but no, I agree. Yeah, just uh, playing golf hopefully wealthy enough to where I don't have to worry about anything, I guess. We'll see. But yeah, Jared makes a good point. It's like if the world is still around. Yeah, hopefully an asteroid. Given the rate we've been Right, given the rate we've been going, I would say it's 50-50. It's a coin flip at this point. Yeah, 2021 is not off to a hot start. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. What about, what about you, Jared? You're going to have grandkids, great-grandkids. I mean, I hope. I hope. Yes, yeah, similar to Markel. Hopefully, you know, have some grandkids running around and just uh it's weird i mean this is uh really morbid uh but it's you know in my life the only family i've ever really known is is my parents and my cousins and aunts and uncles and you know to think about if we're lucky enough to be at 70 80 years old to think about like what my family will look like then it'll be so much different you know hopefully you know my family will be kids and grandkids uh and so it's like that's what i'm most fascinated with to see the like you know, the evolution of, 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 of family and friends. So anyway, um, but um, let's take a quick break. Uh, we also have some emails, of course, from the best listeners in the world, Suck Army. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But first, we're going to take a quick break. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We're going to get into some emails. 
we love our emails. Thank you guys so much for sending them in. You know, it's obviously always been one of our favorite parts. But before we do that, I just want to say one thing. If you're listening to this, you probably suck at dating and need some help getting back out there. And we all know it can be hard and you may not know how to start, where to look. But we know the perfect matchmakers that can help you find your perfect match at three day rule. Because let's be honest, your time is too valuable to go on bad dates. With one of the largest and most selective networks in the country, 3-Day Rule will get you the dates you want. That's right. Bad dates suck. So make sure you sign up today using our link, 3dayrule.com slash iHeart. That's 3dayrule.com slash iHeart. And 3 is spelled out. It's not the number. T-H-R-E-E, dayrule.com slash iHeart. You will thank us later. All right, let's get an email. So we have the first email, uh, but I think Mark hopefully is listening in and is willing to jump in and help us out with the guys. Hello. Absolutely. In fact, we have one for Jared and one for Dean today. Perfect. None for Markel. This is Uh, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) We'll start with the one for Jared. This is from April. I have a question about Jared and Ashley's story. I'm in a similar situation, and I'm so curious to know what your thoughts were throughout the time you chose not to date Ashley. I can understand how she felt, but not much was said about what you were thinking and why you hadn't wanted to date her for a while. I think a lot's been said about my thought process during those years. (laughs) I think I've covered it extensively, but for April... Uh, again, I, I just, uh, you know, the, the, the nervousness of jumping into a situation, being unsure about it. Uh, I love Ashley, obviously more than anything. Ashley was not my type when I first met her, uh, physically, of course she's stunning. Uh, but I always was attracted to more demure girl, demure girls and shy and quiet. And, and Ashley's the complete opposite of that. Ashley's very emotional, says exactly what's on her heart. Uh, It's her best quality, but something that I just never really saw in a partner. And so it was like a process of me just accepting the fact of dating someone that I never really tried dating before, dating someone who wasn't in my, uh, you know, that I I thought I could build a life with. And so it was just a lot of things. And, and, you know, Ash had this, this thought of me of what. I was as a human being, as a guy, which I wasn't, you know, I I could never reach her expectation. So keeping her at arm's length was always my way of, it was like a defense mechanism to be like, no, I, I'm crazy. You'll find out. And she now knows I'm crazy, but it's too late. You know, I put a ring on it. Um, so that was a little bit of insight of, of what was happening. But uh, I feel like, uh, I feel like your guys' situation is somewhat similar to Markel and Carrie's, maybe less of like the obsessive, you know, Ashley over you situation, but they were, it sounds like they were friends for a long time before they started actually like getting very serious about the relationship. 100%. So what, what, what changed so what, with you guys? I know you said that Carrie was like there throughout the entire time, but like, what was it like, let's be honest. Usually in a friendship, there's one person that wants to date someone more than the other. So where would you right. have categorized yourself, Marco? I, I would say I was the one in the relationship that wasn't ready. I, I kept her at, at a distance because I felt at one point I was not deserving of her, you know? So I, I was, I was in, in that mode where, where she just ex- kept telling me, Hey, I love you as is. I accept you as is I'm, I'm with you as is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't understand. I've done so many crazy things in my life and, right. I'm, not, and I'm not rich. I don't come from money, you know? So. It's so, it's so funny. So Kaylin and I were actually just having the same conversation with each other. Well, so Caitlin was like filming for her YouTube channel, uh, a Q&A between the two of us. And one of the questions was, when did Dean know that Caitlin was the one? And it, I had the, the, the exact same answer. I was talking about how when I kept showing like my worst sides of myself or like just pure honesty, like everyone, like Ashley and Carrie thought you guys were these, you know, fantastic men. And you're, I'm not saying you're not, but they probably thought that you were uh, way better than you are in a broad sense. And I feel like everyone kind of has those blinders on, especially when they meet someone that they really like. And then you live with them and you realize they're messy or, you know, they play too many video games. They don't put the toilet seat down, like all these things that really humanize you. Um, and with Kaylin, that was my response too. I was like, she, you know, I kept showing the worst sides of myself, which were just like the honest, truthful sides of myself. And she always said, yes, please like give me more. I, you know, that's why I appreciate like you're, you're perfect just the way you are. And I think that's kind of the moment that, that it uh, kind of allows you to go from friends to uh serious relationship yeah like uh if i can add really quick it was the in the times that we were friends i was just so 
overly honest. Like I told her what I did this and what I did that and probably too honest to where I, I started to learn like, Hey, like there's a difference between like communicating and, and just like oversharing, Overshare. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it was at that point to where like, I felt like that judgment, but it was just me having to like mature and kind of accept myself more, you know what I mean? And feel, and feel deserving of, of her. Right. But how, how great is it now where it's like if something if there's like a topic that gets brought up, you know, you don't have to like tiptoe around a subject because all of those like all of those avenues have already been talked about and explored and everything. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it makes it so much easier, you know, because, yeah, if you get into a relationship, in my opinion, like too soon, too early without knowing each other, and you start unpacking stuff. That's when it's like, OK, you know, I hate that about you or I'm judging this about you. And, you know, whereas, you know, we kind of started off as like a mess, you know, and kind of like cleaned up from, from, from there, you know, and I was selfish, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily try to give this as advice, but me, I always think like you should be selfish at the beginning of a relationship and then you move up the curve to selfless. You know, that's how I felt as opposed to the other way around. Can you uh, expand upon that a little bit? Yeah. So like, like, you got to be selfish, meaning like when when Carrie and I were, were friends and, and started dating, like she knew my work came first, my family came first, you know, my ambitions came first. And then when we had time to hang out, then I would. And then we would just live in the moment and be present with one another. But that is like a non-negotiable with with me. And again, I'm, I'm stubborn and that's just what it was. So she kind of knew right away that, hey, she can either play along or try to like buck that system. But if if she would buck, we may have grown separately. So instead of like just trying to like necessarily fit me, she also was doing her own thing and being independent Mm -hmm. or whatever. So as we started to grow, we just learned like, you know what, like, we've been doing all this selfish stuff for ourselves, but we love it more. Like when we have our time, like, why not grow a business together? Why not plan together? Why not save money together? And then it started becoming like, now my perception is like, okay, how can I see her, you know, be the best version of herself? And to your point too, I think, I think one of the big positives that come from being selfish, at least at the beginning is let's say your partner tries to tell you to stop hanging, like stop, doing all these things that you want to be doing, then you start to like build a bit of resentment towards them for not letting you do the thing that you want to be doing, which can only lead to bad things. Totally. Exactly. And, then, and because if you start off selfless in, in trying to do that, like say if I was like, if, if she said, Hey, don't hang out with your friends. And I was like, okay, at the beginning, I don't hang out. And I start to build this resentment. And then towards that curve, what I'm going to turn into is selfish. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start hanging out with my friends and then by all that time and effort and energy that you guys put into the relationship, that's what the viewpoints are. It's like you went, you were selfless at the beginning of our relationship, but now you're doing all everything on your own and you're, and you're selfish. And that's what I mm-hmm. feel like causes like nasty breakups. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And it was interesting. You said that you didn't feel like you were good enough for your, for Carrie at the time, uh, which is exactly how I felt as well, because I feel like a lot of girls don't buy the excuse of you're too good for me. A lot of guys will say that, and some guys are using it as bullshit. They totally are. But I also feel that a lot of people out there truly feel that way, and not to quote Perks of Being a Wallflower, but I'm going to quote it. We accept the love we think we deserve, and that's true for a lot of people out there because as guys, like, especially, you know, not people, human beings who can kind of self-reflect, I, I feel like for me personally, it's even with Ash, it was like, no, 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 no. you don't understand, like, uh, you might think I'm great. I'm I'm like, I know the thoughts that go up in here and some are like really disgusting and I don't know why they are. But like, I, 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 I don't know what I'm doing with the future of my life. Like, I'm just a mess. So just please. Uh, and uh, so I, I totally agree with you there. But Mark, can you read the next email? I think we answered that pretty well. Nice transition, Jerry. <laughs> All right. This is from Marissa. She says, so I followed my dreams and I got a converted van to live in. This year with COVID has been tough, but dating in general is hard when living van life. Dean, as a fellow van lifer, if you were still single and exploring in your van, how would you approach your dating life? How do you recommend meeting quality people? 
Um, well, Marissa, first and foremost, thanks for emailing us. We appreciate it. It's a great question. Uh, there's actually an episode that we recorded, I want to say maybe like six months ago with my friend Michelle, who is, uh, well, at the time, I think she's in a relationship now, but at the time she was single and living van life full time. And she was talking about the struggles that she's faced and how she uh, is able to kind of curb that. So go back and check that one out. But I, I do think uh, she ran into some issues because, you know, she's traveling around a lot. She's in a, in a town for not very long and then she's on the road. So even if you meet someone, it's like, well, you're gone all of a sudden. Um, but the nice thing about living the van life is, you know, you're not um, you're not stuck in like a house or an office for a large part of the day. You're doing things like hiking or rock climbing, skiing, whatever it is. And so what you need to do is, you know, explore those hobbies and interests and then meet someone while doing them, preferably that shares those interests with you that you can then go out and do those those things with. And it really depends on like if you're moving around from spot to spot. I um, unfortunately haven't really been able to live in the van full time for about over a year ever since I broke the leg. So, uh, maybe I'm not like the, the best person for this advice, but, uh, definitely like do your, the things that interest you like hiking or whatever it is, mountain biking, it doesn't matter. Find someone that also like those, likes those same things. And then, you know, whether it starts as a friendship or like a companion thing where you guys go out and do those things together, then it could snowball into a relationship from there. But in terms of like living in the van full time and moving around so much, it's probably tricky because you're so nomadic and you're moving around all the time. Um, you just got to find someone that's doing that same thing. And then, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, but I also feel like living in a van, it's kind of a time where you don't really even need to like prioritize being in a relationship. It's a time where you should like do the things that you want to do to make you happy. And then I think by doing those things, it'll eventually lead you to the person that you need to be with. So Hopefully that helps. But like I said, go back and listen to the episode. I can't remember the name of it, but it was with Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully hopefully that helps a little bit. I feel like you're domesticated now. I feel like Kaylin has domesticated you, Dean. You know, it, I don't want to say that she's domesticated me per se. But, but yeah, I mean, since dating her, we've bought a house together. We adopted a dog together. I mean, I you're, freaking... you're sleeping in a king bed now. Who the hell are you, Dean? Not just a king bed, but a California king oh bed. Oh, my it's God. Like a, a stupidly, like a, a family of six could fit in this freaking thing. It's ridiculous. I'll tell you, that king bed is um, not fitting in the van. No, it's not fitting in a van. That's for, that's for gosh darn sure. I don't know. I, I think whenever I set out to do the whole van life thing, I set out with the uh, maybe like the preconceived notion that I would do it for like a year to a year and a half. And I did make it just about a year and a half. Uh, and so I'm proud of myself for that, at least. Uh, and I, I still have it, you know, as a recreational vehicle for like week weekend trips. Week and I would trips. imagine that you're going to still travel in it. Your van, the van life is not over for Dean. It's not over, but you're right. It's it's not like it, it, it's one thing to have the van and live in it and like have all of your earthly possessions in the van. And then another thing to have the van while also like having a garage to like keep everything else. You know what I mean? So um, that storage it's space. a little saddening. It's a little saddening, but you're right. There is definitely going to be some big tri- van trips where uh, I'll spend like at least a month or so in the van traveling around. I still want to do like a trip down to Mexico and Central America uh, and then obviously up north, too. So there's there's still a lot of uh, memories to be had with the van for sure. Um, is that going to do it for this week's episode? I think so, my friend. Is there anything else that we want to talk about? I think that does. There's right got to there. be some burning. There's got to be some burning questions that we haven't gotten to yet. I mean, we didn't get to hot topics, including Harry Styles dating Olivia Wilde. But well, <laughs> I think that we should at least top talk about Peter and Kelly breaking up. I know that it's happened, you know, at this point, what a, a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a bachelor breakup, and it's not just a bachelor bachelorette breakup, but it is like the bachelor breaking up with his girlfriend, which is a pretty big deal. It made headlines, you know. So. Uh, Do you have some that thoughts happened. on it? <laughs> How long were they together? They were together for like six months, so like not very long. Oh, okay. I don't know. I guess the only reason that I, I have thoughts on it and the only reason that, well, the only reason we're talking about it is because they were dating. Now they're not. And they were in The Bachelor mm-hmm. as we are. Well, so Mark, I, think- I don't know if you know, but so obviously Peter was the last Bachelor, but he, he started dating this girl, Kelly, who was on his season after his season stopped airing. So he picked somebody else. They got engaged. Yeah. They broke it off, and then like a couple weeks later, it got like you know announced or they posted on social media that like he started dating someone that he she like was like tenth too. It wasn't like he went to his runner up. It just I don't yeah, know what yeah. happened. Interesting. I know. 
I think the only like contribution that I have to that whole thing is Peter reminds me a lot of myself from my first stint on Paradise. How so? You know, like, um, just like unsure of himself, like kind of wants to be like that. It, the the bachelor not like not like the bachelor but like be a bachelor like be single experience being single um you know kind of like like relish the the, the newfound five seconds of fame that you're gonna have for a little bit uh and like the idea of a relationship sounds good to him or or me at the time mm-hmm. but i think it, the practice of it is a little bit more challenging i get that um, i agree so that's kind of that's kind of like that's like the one addition or like the one contribution that i have to that whole situation is i feel like peter now is who I was a couple of years ago. And I'm not saying like I'm any better than I was then or, or, or now or whatever, but like, you know, I think that well, I think you've grown everyone... since then. I think you've definitely grown, but I just feel like he, you know, he wants to be single. He wants to like experience the bachelorhood for a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, um, no. it's just, it, it's just you whenever you see a bachelor breakup, it's always, uh, it's always a little saddening, you know? Sounds like he should explore that van life, man. That's right. See, that's I was right. going to say he Maybe... should be like Markel in Vegas. He needs to explore that life. <laughs> yeah, that that's a, a quick, fast, and easy. But with quarantine, it's tough, you know. That Coast is true. Grow a mustache, maybe. Yeah, that's strong mustache. Um, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning into this week's episode of Help by Psychic Dating. A big thank you, of course, to Markel. Markel, thanks for co-hosting with us, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Oh my God, anytime. It was great. Well, congratulations once again on getting engaged. Any uh, like potential wedding date? Uh, she wants to, uh, do it this year for sure. Uh, in either August will be the soonest. So summer, um, or latest probably November. All right. So we'll we'll have, have fun with it as someone who's gone through the wedding process planning, it goes by all too quickly and, uh, it can be stressful at times, but it is ultimately so much fun and I would do it all over again if I could. So have fun with it, man. Okay, thank you. I Markel, hey, I'm going to send you my uh, my Vegas address. Feel free to send the wedding invitation there. Um, nice. And then if you guys ever want to like come over you know, for cookies and wine, by all means, you're more than welcome to. Love that. Just make sure you give <laughs> Dean a plus one so I can tag along too. I'm going to I'm gonna hey. bump Kaylin out of the way. I'm going. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm definitely going to hit you up when I'm in Vegas, man. Vegas is, is, is a good spot. Hopefully hopefully everything opens back up soon and we'll, we'll do it up right. Fingers hey, crossed. I love that. I look forward to it. All right, fellas. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, Markel. And uh, so a big thank you to all, obviously, our emailers for sending in all your emails. We love you, Suck Armory. We appreciate you. Without you guys, there is no podcast. So make sure you tune in next week where hopefully we all suck just a little less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.